Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. In today's episode, we have Rachel K. Albers, who is a digital strategist and business comedian. Yeah, that's right. Funny and business going together. And as the founder and creative director of RKA Inc., a branding, web design, and digital marketing studio based outside of Chicago, Rachel helps thought leaders and visionary entrepreneurs all over the world stand out online without selling their soul or playing the manipulation game. Hooray! When not crafting epic, unforgettable brands for her clients, Rachel hosts Awkward Marketing, a business comedy show blending fun-sized business advice with storytelling and sketch comedy. Think of her as a one-woman SNL, as in Saturday Night Live, of business TV. And we've got links to some of her videos on our page, wherever you're watching this. If you're not on podcast land, you can come to magicmedia.com and you can find this episode. And we also have links to all Rachel's stuff and whatever's mentioned in this podcast. So, Rachel, welcome to Making Magic. Ah, I can feel the energy in the air. I It's like as soon as you hit record, everything's a little electric in here, you know? Yeah, every time we do a podcast, I always unleash a whole bunch of bees in the room just to create <laughs> that electricity feeling. It really, it really translates through, right? Oh my gosh, that is a hack. I'm going to pass that along to my clients. This is a whole... I yeah, like it. it's it's a whole other level. You only get like a few stings. You just try not to move much. Okay. All right. So yeah. we got hacks on hacks on hacks here. Number one, podcast yeah. hack, release yeah. some bees. Number two, just hold still. It'll all be okay. Yeah, totally. Now, so... The conversation's already awkward, which is great. I mean, it's a good start for somebody that runs a business called Awkward Marketing. Um, I, I I feel like we're kindred souls because I've always had a problem with the way things are marketed on the internet that people are looked at as leads and numbers rather than uh, human beings and how we're constantly trying to flush people down our sales funnels and getting them to convert into higher converting sales. Like, it's just, it's pretty ridiculous. When you say it, it sounds kind of dirty. I don't know. You're flushing them and you're getting, I don't know. I don't know. You're getting them. Yeah, I'm trying to get me some leads to flush them down my funnel to convert them into money. Right. That's, That's my slick Rick. I like it. This is a carrot. You should come on my show, Awkward Marketing. Slick Rick would be a good guest. He'll teach you how to get more leads faster and how to convert them leads into high ticket sales. You're coming for my job here, Bradley. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So, So where, why awkward marketing? What was, where are your roots that made you say, you know what? Marketing's a little bit awkward and I'm gonna make fun of that. Well, you know what? The beginning, the origin story of the show is very unsexy, but I think it's important because people are out there trying to create, you know, amazing content. I think they overthink what that looks like in the early stages. And sometimes the best content really looks kind of crappy in its earliest iteration. Um, So I had bought awkwardmarketing.com and marketingisawkward.com. I own them both years ago. 
And I think it had just, you know, occurred to me that this would be potentially a conversation I wanted to have at some point about like, oh, look at this awkward this or that. But no real thought went into it. There's no vision. I'm just a little bit of a domain fiend. It is my addiction. <laughs> I have a problem. Anytime I say I find a funny phrase or something that strikes my fancy, I go look and see if it's a domain. And if it isn't, I buy it. Right. That's um, so funny. You and many, many others have that addiction. I know. Well, other people like other, you know, some people buy shoes or they have like a watch thing, a thing for watches or cars. For me, it's domains, which is, a, I would say, a lot more cost effective. <laughs> if you're going to binge, binge domain names are like $6.99 a piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's pretty good. And once yeah. in a while, you might get one that a big company is like, exactly. we'll pay you $1 million for That's that. That's my retirement plan. You just yeah, figured it good out. Plan. Yeah, good Speaking plan. Of hacks, we're just bringing the value today. But so yeah. I bought this domain and I never really thought about it. And a couple of years later, I decided to start a Facebook live show. It was like 2017 when it, like, it was all the rage. You know, like no one had ever done anything live before in the history of liveness, right? Um, and... I show up every week and talk about marketing and it just inevitably when you're doing a live show, there's always those awkward moments. So just like you named at the beginning of the show, how awkward our conversation was, I would just name it. I'd be like, well, well, that's awkward. And I just started saying, you know, awkward marketing. I started calling it awkward marketing. All right. So this is part one of the story, Bradley. But then what happened later was as I played and experimented with this live format, I, I realized that whenever I brought in characters, whenever I brought in anything a little bit more theatrical or comedic or wacky, that's when people really listened. And it was a way of delivering the content and so that they were getting the lesson, but they were also like really enjoying themselves. So that's when I decided, oh, wait, maybe I should take the show to the next level, turn it into a pre-produced show and do a little bit more of this comedy theater stuff. <laughs> and use the awkwardness and all of the uncomfortable and just like cringeworthy moments that we find in the marketing space as the launch pad, right? Naming all these things that like all of us kind of make us our skin crawl a little bit. And that's how it all started. But it was never this grand vision. It became the grand vision over time, but it started as just like a crappy Facebook live show, a crappy idea, you know? Amazing. And was sketch comedy and improv and all that sort of stuff was that a part of your history and growing up like in school and that did you do that sort of thing or is this uh was this just something you started doing well yeah so my under i was a little bit of a broadway baby my undergrad was in theater i studied theater i did theater my whole life so i do have a background in theater and comedy but i had left that behind like 10 years right. ago like you know or almost you know 12 13 14 15 years ago what day is it what time is it what year is it i don't know i don't know I we're in the middle of a global pandemic folks hold on to your hats <laughs> i don't know what day it is i don't know what my name is who am i and what is my place in this world but <laughs> Um, yeah, so I had left that kind of behind and transitioned into took up my fallback because I had a fallback degree in marketing, right? Took that up um, and kind of went in, on a different path and thought I had left the performer in me behind. And kind of coming back to this and reclaiming this was a really beautiful, it's like I had um, gotten back together with like an old lover, you know, like, <laughs> like the <laughs> Hello, one that baby. got away. <laughs> So yeah, I, I did have that background, but it, it's been a while. It's a little rusty, you know? Yeah. Well, you're wearing the hat well, because it just, it fits. And I love when the history of who we are and where our roots are catch up to us in a full circle kind of way. And you're mixing these parts of yourself. And I, we're always telling people, 
when they're building courses, like how to make their courses interesting is, is you have to mix the parts of your past with the parts of your present and whatever that business is. And you have to mash those things together. And that's where we find our unique flavor. And you've done it. And you've done such a good job. Um, I just want to tell people, you have to go follow Rachel's Instagram page and check out her series. She did a, a parody series on launching around Full House, The Office, Seinfeld, Friends, and Saved by the Bell, where she plays all of the characters. And it is so freaking funny. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, you do such a good job. And obviously, you're you're passionate, enthusiastic. I'm curious, because um, we're all about creative process here. What is your creative process? Like, when you're producing one of those skits that you did for that series, or or one of your Instagram skits, like, what does your your process look like from idea to posting on Instagram? So, yeah, I mean, I, when it comes to my content in general, my creative process, I batch it out because I batch each phase of the process out because I do produce a lot of content every, you know, throughout the year, but I'm also running a design branding and marketing agency, right? I've got a ton of clients. I've got uh, speaking engagements all over the country. So there's an opportunity. It's very easy for me to fall into oh, we'll prioritize this later. We'll do the content when the busy season ends or we'll do this, you know, when we, my head's on straight, right? Um, and so I, I batch typically like one or two batches a year to ensure that throughout the year I've got high quality content and there's no excuse, even when I'm tired, the heavy lifting has largely been done. So what does that look like? Throughout the entire year, I've just got like a little note open in my notes app on my on my phone. Anytime I see something out in the world, it's in a Facebook group, on Instagram, I'm driving down the street and I see like a truck with a funny headline or a friend comes to me with a question or a challenge that I have with a client that sparks something like, oh, here's an opportunity to educate or here's an opportunity to clear up a myth that's out there in the marketplace mm. or here's an opportunity to plant my flag and share why I do things differently. I put that in my little note so that when the time comes to to start putting together a season or put it together a series like you talked about my must see yeah. tv series then i've got a whole giant list right and then i go there and i kind of mine the list and i cull it for what is going to be the most impactful what's going to create a nice like arc or narrative like what are the ideas that i want most like for example the must see tv series I sat down there and I knew that the, the topic was launching and then I had to you know, figure out what are the different elements of the launch that I want to talk about in each video and what are the TV shows I'm going to use. And I had like 40 or 50 ideas that I brought down to Seinfeld, Saved by the Bell, Full House, uh, The Office, and I always, there's somebody else in there, right? Now, and are you a late do, 70s or early 80s baby? I'm just curious with those TV show names. Early eight, yeah. Early, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an elder millennial baby. I'm right yeah. on the cusp. Yeah. I'm 84, so. That's me. Yes. Hey, same year. What's your birthday? <laughs> you want my social security number too? June, yeah, that would be great. June 15th. I was born June 15th, 1984. Okay, perfect. And social security number and address. Um. Uh, wait, now you have to tell me your birthday. This is not oh, fair. Oh, okay. Wait, no, this interview is all about you today. Uh, I'm April 25th. April 25th. Okay. Well, happy yeah. early birthday. It's almost upon us. Look at you. Uh, You're no, older. I'm, I knew it. I'm hoping quarantine's over so I can have a party and not be one of those people that have to do it on the internet. Like, hey, gather uh, all my friends. Knock on, on some wood, boo. Yeah, knock on it. that wood. Doing it. 
But yeah, so totally, yes, I am an 80s baby. You can totally tell the shows that I watched when I got home from school have heavily affected my business now. It's all come. So now I can tell my mom all those hours of Full House and Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it was all for something. Look, there's an ROI on this, mom. Look, it's just, you know, 25 years later. But um you know, so once I have the concepts, then I go out and I get all the costumes and I get all the wigs and I get all the props that I need. And then I will shoot them all at one time. So actually, I will. I remember the night I shot all my footage for the must-see TV series. I thought I was going to be able to get it done in like a day. And I think I was shooting like I shot like 26 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know was, those days. It was a day. And then yeah. from there you go. So it's just like each step, it's the ideation. And then it goes into coming up with the creative concepts. Then it's actually sourcing costumes and props and materials. Then it's shooting the footage. And then the fight. And then, well, there's two more steps. Finally, there's uh, editing that footage and then there's distributing it. Right. And promoting it and making sure it yeah. gets it. And you mentioned, you know, and I do that not just on Instagram, but the show is everywhere. And I post it natively everywhere. Because the goal is not let me be a YouTube sensation. The goal is how can I get this content in front of as many eyeballs as possible. So I will post it natively on YouTube and natively on LinkedIn. Well, obviously, but natively on LinkedIn, Facebook, all of them, so that the algorithm is gonna is gonna be good to that content on each platform that I'm sharing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And um, do you find one platform works better for you than all the others? Is there a consistency there? No. You know what's so interesting about it is. Um, each of them land with different people in different ways. So yeah. LinkedIn has been very good to me. I get <clears throat> really great organic traction on LinkedIn. And what, but the, but the content is performing job, different jobs for me on each platform. The content on LinkedIn, the job it's doing for me is positioning me. It's helping me in terms of my speaking opportunities, I would say. It's helping me in terms of professional relationships with colleagues that I could partner with or could be referral partners. Not necessarily my direct clients are coming saying, I, you know, finding me on LinkedIn and then becoming a client, but it's yeah. certainly building up that. Whereas I would say Facebook, um, I probably have more clients coming from Facebook. And then like Instagram is like my posse. Those are my like core devoted fans and followers. So what the content does for me on Instagram is all about brand awareness and also just delivering value and keeping this, this, so it's like all these different jobs, the same content is doing on different platforms, right? Yep. Cause there's different people there. So, so yeah, we've got, and we have different metrics. We don't, you know, our metrics are different than we're not just looking at views and clicks um we're we're also looking for engagement right and for us some of the biggest roi that we get from the show is how it turns into meaningful um more meaningful client relationships and all these different things it's not just about how how many course students did i get from this episode right does that make sense yeah totally no that's great and uh, hopefully people are paying attention to how many channels you're putting your stuff through. I know I'm paying attention. I mean, I'm kind of anti-social media. I left the establishment about three or four years ago and uh, haven't been doing it. Like we have our own private magic media community, which is where I do all of my posting. But I just, I left, I left and I hear people like you and I'm like, should I go back? Am I missing out? Could I be getting no, more? Don't let that. First of all, you know, money? we're fine over here. <laughs> oh, good. God, you're I'm, fine. We don't I'm, need another. We don't need you, Bradley. Bear. We don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding here. But no, you got to honor your own truth. And what I will say is I am, we are distributing our content on a lot of platforms right now, but we didn't start that way and we don't recommend it to our own clients. We always encourage people to like start with one platform, get really comfortable with that platform, yeah. then layer on and layer on and layer on the next. So we're, we've got a groove and a language and a following in different, I would say, phases and levels depending on the platform because we not all of them we have the most mature accounts on right yeah and like every every platform has its own language its own culture its own currency so you've got to learn that right for each one of those so i'm all about keeping it simple and then just like we've just like had the opportunity finally to layer and layer and layer over the years yeah. but um yeah so you know so i would just say you know if you're you don't need to have all of that all of that uh pressure on your shoulders i i like what you're doing oh. right now Thank goodness. Thanks. Trying to keep it simple, you know, trying to keep life as simple as possible so I can be a peaceful human being. This is what it's all about. You're off the grid in many ways because you kind of live, you've got lots of nature around you where you live too, right? Yeah, we live on a little paradise island. Um, And I don't know. I mean, some of our listeners out there, they might be more off grid than what I am right now. And we're in the middle of a global pandemic. The plague has been sweeping through the world. And most of us are in quarantine right now, not allowed to leave the house at the time of recording this episode um, and probably the time of releasing it. So I'm just curious uh, with your clients uh, and people that you're seeing on social media, are you seeing a lot of people having to pivot and all of a sudden they're trying to figure out how to work on the internet or like, what are you noticing uh, in the last few weeks since all this crazy stuff started to happen in the world? You know, I think um, in my own client's case, a lot of them are in a holding pattern more than pivots. I see pauses and the contemplation of the pivot, but I don't, I haven't seen too many, hard pivots like, oh, I'm starting a whole new business or I've got to like totally change how my business runs. Um, Certainly what I see is in terms of brick and mortar businesses that are being forced to close, like there is more of a rush to adjust to, to get their, you know, shit together online in ways they have been ignoring, right. Or in ways they've kind of pushed down. Um, But I think a lot, the big question on a lot of my clients' minds is how do I keep doing business at a time where so much suffering is happening, right? There's this this bigger question of the struggle to message and market to people, to humans in a time where humans are struggling, right? And to not be glib, to not be insensitive, to not... seem selfish, right? And there's a lot of, and I think small businesses specifically are struggling with this because big big businesses, you know, they can hide behind, there's there's no human face to them, right? So we're not assigning this to any one person, but I think smaller business owners where, you know, CEOs are making these decisions themselves feel uncomfortable with promoting and selling right now and are struggling. That's for my clients because I do attract a lot of people who are kind of mission driven and values driven and they're struggling to like show up. How do I show up right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not business as usual. And I think it's an opportunity. I know I've been reflecting on this more. It's just like getting to the heart of who we want to be in this changing world and how we want to show up for others. And, And we're given this amazing opportunity to really show up in new ways. And I love the that we're getting this peace pause collectively. I mean, where the world was heading was definitely not leading us to uh, a good place. And hopefully this little reset for humanity is going to allow enough people to 
uh, reflect and and make positive changes. And it is a, you know, we all get a little corn retreat, a corncation. Well, I, some of us do. And some of us, uh, like, I think, you know, what you're naming for, for you and me and our realities and many of the people we know and that we work with, that is very true. And I think there is a positive silver lining to it. And then there's also the reality for so many people out there that, um, Life is going to drastically change in, I think, very heavy, damaging, destructive ways. We're going to lose hundreds of thousands of lives right now. You know, that's the act. Yeah. That's the as of as of now when we record this, that is the low estimate, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. we don't know. We're not we're not epidemiologists, whatever you call it. But no, we just do awkward marketing around yeah, we're here. Just not, and speaking of awkward, this is awkward. But I'm awkwardly trying to acknowledge how for some of us, this is feels like a retreat. And for others of us, this is life and death, truly and literally. And that's, I think, yeah. where some of the concern over marketing and what do I do next comes from, because people's family members are dying and people all over the world are struggling to survive. How do I do business right now is a lot of people's um, concern and worry and like, you know, beyond whether or not they can physically actually do it is how can yeah. I bring myself to market right now, which is interesting because it's one of the reasons why I started my show, not because of the pandemic, but because of all of the people feeling icky and uncomfortable who did not want to have to sell their souls, right? Like you said before, to grow their businesses, what does it look like to market and still be in alignment with my brand's core values, right? And that yeah. question is now even more in like front and center for us as a, yeah. as a society, right? Yeah. So what do we say to that? You know, like when you're having these conversations with clients around, how do I sell right now? What, how, how are you responding to that question? Because well, I think we're all yeah. asking that. Yeah, it's nuanced. So what I would say is my first I, I did a, a big Q&A with all of my clients when this when a couple weeks ago to basically say emergency, what do we do? Let's get on a call. And I started the Q&A by saying, listen, the reason I, I did this in this format is because there is no one answer. And anybody out there, any expert, quote unquote, who's going to tell you they know the solution for what to do with your business during a pandemic is full of it, right? So I'm here to tell you that nobody out there peddling that solution is is giving you the truth. So first of all, guard your <laughs> guard your wallets and guard your heart, right, against that type of messaging because yeah. it's out there, right? What to do, how to pivot, how to nobody truly knows. And the and what I would answer for each business owner depends on each individual business owner and their business model, what they're selling, who their audience is. Because like we said, some people in the world um, are truly like living minute to minute, day by day, like trying to survive. Others, yeah. like, let's just say, you know, people like middle-class people in the United States of America, for example, I'm going to use that because that's a population that I know. The challenges that they're facing are different, right? So it's like moms at home with like four school-age kids suddenly trying to balance a business and homeschooling. Wait a minute, right? There's that yeah. challenge. Or people whose family members are still out there working and are dealing with the panic of every day they come home potentially being exposed to this fire. Like every person has a different mindset and pain point right now. So you got to get into the mindset of what is your audience going through? That's number one, right? Having that empathy, having that compassion and taking that and let it inform every marketing decision you make, right? Mm-hmm. 
And from there, what I would say is um, just as a general point for those people who are putting sales on pause or like, let's say I've got speaking of courses, lots of clients and friends who are about to launch courses that are now kind of inappropriate at this particular moment, right? What do I do if I was about to launch? Do I put it on hold? Do I da 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 da? If the appropriate decision is to pause for a second, then what I'm telling all my clients is now you're in a pre-launch runway. That's what you're at right now. Okay, so now it's all about visibility and warming your audience up and bringing them value. And honestly, I think that's good advice for lots of businesses right now. Think of yourself as being in a pre-launch state where you are warming up and providing value to your audience, being visible, being helpful, um, and staying top of mind while you figure out how you want to pivot the me- your messaging around your products and services to sell them in this changing world. Does that make sense? True. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so like the easiest answer that I can give anyone is just stay visible. Like whatever you do, just stay visible. And however that means to you, doesn't need to be every day, doesn't need to be every hour, but just you know, lowest, because a lot of people are coping with what I do with my staff. How do I deal with this? How do I do with that? So they're stressed about their marketing. So I would yep. just say lower the bar and stay visible and, you know, think about repurposing content. And like the last thing I would say, Bradley, is um, I would caution people against creating coronavirus related content. <laughs> Unless that's I don't your think, specialty. Yes. Right. If you are a doctor, if this is your, what you do. Right. But I think yep. every business and their and their neighbor and their dog has come out with their own plan or their own how to blank in the age of coronavirus or here's my guide for struggling with coronavirus and at this point it's become noise right so unless you have something really distinct and unique you don't need i think people feel as almost they have to say something about how they feel about all of this not necessarily right you don't necessarily have to do that you can be compassionate and sensitive to your audience without creating your own guide for how to blank in the age of corona right yeah the age of Corona. Did we just enter into a new age? That sounds very unfortunate, (laughs) man. Well, those are, um, that's some really good advice that you just gave there way better than the advice I was giving people, which is start selling hard, raise your prices. And you know, that's, that was joke, awkward joke and very inappropriate. And I hope my editor (laughs) deletes that because I'm digging myself into a hole right now. I'm sorry I didn't laugh. I didn't get the same sometimes. You're way more sensitive than I am, which is why I had you on the show. Because if it was just me talking, I I don't think the show would get very far. But I think there's (laughs) hope to get some traction with this podcast because I'm having sensitive guests like yourself who actually bring value and knowledge to the table. The hope this podcast needs right now. I will be the hope that you yeah. need Bradley. We're actually looking for a new host for Magic Media and CEO founder. So, if you're looking for another thing to add on to op- awkward marketing and your your web agency then um, you know, you can apply just send your application in. I could get Thank it to the Thank you. New, oh my gosh, look at media. these opportunities. This is the law of attraction <laughs> right here. But I would say that I don't want to be caught suggesting that I am in the business shaming category because I am totally there's people out there who are you know suggesting to their clients that selling right now is morally or ethically wrong and I totally disagree with that in fact I it's the exact opposite right is that we need to be feeding the economy right now um that's you know the best thing that we can be doing is to continue all the businesses that can stay open and doing commerce should be um 
And so I'm totally encouraging of that. However, there's just all these different narratives that are competing. It's like, sell a lot or don't sell. And it's like, there is a gray area between those two things, right? And some businesses right now, um, to be selling hard and laying on the horn probably wouldn't be the most compassionate, sensitive thing. There's certain types of products and services that might be inappropriate or you have to modify your messaging. But I'm not saying don't sell, especially small business owners. You've got to sell. However, you got to be sensitive about it. And it's, it's more than just changing, like going into your, you know, email sequence and changing the first sentence of every, you know, email to be like, during these tough times, comma, and then the rest of it is the rest, you know? It's the same. Darn it. You're onto me. I spent all day going into my email sequences writing that exact statement. <laughs> I'm just ruining your life today, Brad. <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. This is like an intervention for all of us. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're like our, our therapist today. I'm just, to I have so these. many hats, really so many hats that I wear at RK Inc. Yeah. <laughs> you who would have thought you're just coming on this show innocently as a guest and really you're giving group therapy right now therapy how epidemiology to market, all how the to things sell right now yeah no it's it's really interesting and and you make some amazing points around just how to show up and be and it's going to be different for each individual business i mean um at the time of recording this we just made an announcement we did a six-month experiment where we've been giving all of our courses and our community membership away for free as an experiment. Just like what would happen if we actually gave everything away that we've been selling all these years? And uh, the experiment didn't work. It didn't get the results like the metrics that we were looking for in order for it to be a worthwhile investment of our time, energy and resources. And so we've just made an announcement that the membership is going back to a paid membership. But to honor the vision of the the free model um, for people that don't want to maintain the the membership with us that we put all of our courses on YouTube where they can still get all the information they want they just don't get the coaching and all of the the community experience and the challenges and that that we do and so we're trying to find ways to find a balance of still doing business as usual but also um, being generous with what we have to give and giving it where we can. And I think that's something to contemplate for people is to really ask ourselves, like, what do you have to give? Or is there anywhere that we're holding back that we could actually uh, give a little bit more than what we normally do? And give uh, a little same, bit. Yeah. Give a little. We just secured so... the rights to that so I can sing that on the show. So. Oh, nice. Well, I'll have at her. <laughs> No, I totally agree. I love that. And I think it's a really interesting, It's it, it'll be interesting to see how this like phase two of your experiment goes with putting all the content on YouTube, if yeah. that is, you know, is, is more helpful or, if, you know, what the results of that are. Um, and yeah. what I would say to this is one of the ways that I see like some slimy marketing tricks coming in is this, this whole generosity topic is a lot of people going out there and positioning the things that they were already giving away for free as now something they're giving away for free in light of COVID-19. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, re- like I will donate an hour of my time, you know, doing blank for you or like on a, on a like discovery call or whatever, when yeah. you would always have donated your time to this because you're trying right. to make a sale. So there is this, like, there are these businesses coming out of the woodwork doing a really great job of rebranding the stuff they were already giving away for free as 
like a generous contribution to society. And so I appreciate how you are thinking about it. Like, what do I have to give? Right. What do I have to give without giving it all away? Because nobody's asking you to be a martyr and sacrifice your ability to provide for your family in the name of being generous during coronavirus. That's also right. not the point. Right. Yeah. And when we did that experiment, we announced it as an experiment of like, this is going to be available and it might not be available in six months. And we're at the end of that and it it didn't do what we wanted. And so, OK, we're going back to a different model than what we were doing before. Um but yeah, it's just like, it's interesting. It, I, I've had to do a lot of reflecting and it's been even more challenging to go into the place of reflection uh, with the coronavirus spreading and, and everybody going into lockdown. But we had to make a decision. And I think for the higher good of the community and the people that are really committed to what our mission at Magic Media is are, are going to benefit way more than having the the community diluted. You know, my... What I've come to realize is I'd rather have a village around me. And the way we live on Salt Spring Island is very much village thinking. We're very connected with our people. We know where our food's grown. And that's the kind of community I want to build online, where I actually know people's names, where I actually know what their business is. So when they're going through the courses or when they're coming to our masterminds every week, like I can actually help that person because I've seen them grow and evolve. I've seen the things they've tried that may or may not have worked. And the same goes for other community members that we can actually get to know each other. I want it to be like cheers, you know, where everybody, where you come into a conversation, everybody's like, Norm, and they know your name. That's like the most beautiful uh, mission and values-based approach to a course and online learning structure I've ever heard. And I'm not even kissing your ass right now. I mean- wow. Yes, redemption for all those terrible things I said earlier. <laughs> no, but that's so beautiful and really inspiring. And I love that model, that that cheers model. Please, like, you know, first of all, go and find that domain, like the cheers marketing model, the cheers course model, cheers online learning.com, cheers, all these things. Get them yeah. all, get dot TV, Norm. get dot gov, get them all, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but damn, you should like trademark that. That should be a whole thing. I love it. Good. I'm glad because this was the first time I've publicly said what I just said. So and that's that's essentially what I've come to the conclusion of is, you know, before my mission was more many. I wanted to impact the world by impacting many teachers. And now it's like I would rather know the people that I'm doing business with. And it feels uh, it feels more grounded. It feels more real. I feel more excited about showing up to the community because I understand that these are people that um, that I'm starting to know, and that feels really good. That's funny because now I feel like a horrible person because I always feel like a success anytime people buy from me and when they're commenting and they love my videos who I have no idea who the heck they are. I'm always like, yes, strangers. I'm truly someone in this world, you know? <laughs> no, you're still a good person. You said a lot of good things earlier that make up for that. So I would say. We're all a It's always both and. It's, it's, it's yeah. black and white. We're all, you know, none of us are one, yeah. Bradley. This is a deep. We're going so deep. Don't judge me. Love me. No, love me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought we could go so deep on the episode titled Awkward Marketing? That's the so, thing. That's how I get you. But that's the thing, though. 
yeah. is that comedy actually just has this great effect of being able to relax people, get their yeah. creative juices flowing, lower their resistance, get them thinking about things differently. And so while comedy and, and just, you know, taking a light approach can feel very fluffy or like it's an extra, it yeah. actually is a very powerful way of getting people to open up and start thinking differently and, you know, so this has been my plan all along to use comedy to break you down, Bradley, and get yeah. to your soul. And that's what we've it's done today. <laughs> it's working. I completely agree with that. I think comedy is just like, if you can make somebody smile while teaching them a message, you're going to get through to them a lot easier than trying to convince them of something. And it's it's a genius approach. And I the other thing I love about comedy is... Seven out of 10 times, we fail. We don't make people laugh. Our jokes aren't actually funny. And so it's really a path to humility and potentially enlightenment because we have to just like fail so many times as comedians. I, I've been listening to the show, uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, a lot lately, uh, his podcast. And, uh, and I'm just like, I have so much respect for him. He says so many jokes during an episode and maybe half of them are really funny and the other half just kind of like go by and it's that awkward moment of like, okay, that wasn't actually funny. Moving on to the next joke. And it's just, I have so much respect for people that are willing to just try that. And that's kind of, I think that's probably how you live your life. Although your skits are actually really funny. Uh, for me, it's, I'm like a three out of 10 times I'm funny, uh, but I've, I've learned to live with that. And I think it's, it's just such a wonderful approach to like, just lighten up, especially during these times. I mean, laughing is a really good medicine for all of us at the moment, I think. I mean, I'm not a doctor. We said that earlier. Um, so I'm not going to prescribe this medicine called laughter. Um, but I know a doctor who did. And <laughs> they're legit. Use at your own risk. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's true. I, laughter is a human need. It is how a, a fundamental part of how human beings relate to each other and make sense of the world and and stay sane in it. Right. So yeah. not just in these times, I think it is absolutely like you said, medicine, but it's more like a vitamin. It's more because you're like it's it's like a laughter a day. I keeps the see this is what we're talking about, about sometimes you, you start a joke and it just <laughs> It goes <laughs> and you're like, this is Nowhere. not going all the way. That's fine. You win some, you lose yeah. some. And that's my whole approach. Um, yeah, but you're right about the comedy not... thing. And even like with my own clients, one of the reasons I started the show to begin with was to walk my talk in terms of what I was teaching, both in the courses that I lead, as well as my one-on-one -on -one work with um, my private clients, how to create, you know, and when I'm helping people build brands, content is always at the center of that strategy, right? And so yeah. I had to go out there and start doing it, but not just doing it like in the regular way, I went and took it up to another level of extremes as also a kind of a way of being like, here, I'm out on the diving board about to go off this high jump for you to kind of give you that sense of courage. Like if I can get on the internet every week with a different wig on, you know, telling jokes that I have no way of telling if are really landing or not, because I have no audience to laugh back. Right? <laughs> I'm just believing my mom when she tells me everything I do is hilarious, right? You're so funny, <laughs> darling. You're so funny. So if I can go on that high dive, you can go on your, you know, high dive of your own, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have two more questions. 
Uh, one is where do you get your costumes and your wigs? Because I'm obsessed with finding good wigs and you have a very good supply. Well, I am. It's a combo. I do an Amazon Party City Goodwill combo. That's where I source all of my costumes. Most of the wigs come from Amazon and most of them are very cheap because, I mean, think about it. For my must-see TV, I had like between five to seven characters per episode. And I'm, most of them I needed new wigs for because I had crazy hair like Kramer from Seinfeld. He needed a new wig, right? Yeah. Like DJ yeah. Tanner, Kelly Kapowski, Zach Morris, they needed new wigs. Um, so I'm always going like, but I do, I have learned, I'm going the cheapest route that I can, but I've learned wig grooming. And the thing is, it only really needs to look good when you're looking at me like in 3D, right? Or in 2D. Yeah. Um, like I don't have to go out and perform live with these costumes. So that yeah. lowers the bar for how good is the costume really? Yeah. <laughs> or does, am I able to make it look good on camera? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I love the wigs when we produced our, uh, we have a course called green screen magic that teaches, uh, how to produce pro videos with green screen and chroma key and premiere pro. And in that course, I play the role of a magician and our students are the magician's apprentice learning all these magic tricks. And so we went to a costume shop and, and spent like $300 renting this epic magician costume. Like I did not want to stop wearing the costume the week that we shot the course because it just felt so good wearing a top hat and a tuxedo and the gloves and the shiny shoes. It was just, it was awesome. I felt like a superstar wearing that thing. Well, I could have come through and gotten you that for about 35 bucks, Bradley. So call me next time. Well, I ordered one on Amazon, a magician costume, and it looked good on the ad. And then this magician costume shows up. It was like $80 or $100 or something. And it shows up and it was so terrible. I just, I looked pathetic and we're like, this is not going to help people take us seriously. So we called the costume shop and I went and, and rented one and, and that pro. it was worth it. Pro. Yeah. I mean, it would have cost me like over a thousand dollars to buy the costume that I, that I had. So it was, I think it was worth it. So Bradley is telling you exactly what is on his birthday list this year. Yeah. Is this perfect? <laughs> wigs, April 25th, people send me a wig. <laughs> Seriously. Or send him a thousand dollar magician costume and he'll never take yeah. it off. No, I will always be wearing it. My son will love it. He he has quite a tickle trunk as well. And it's so fun. Like yesterday, he was a bat all day, all day, like right up until the point he went to bed. He was a bat. Other days, he'd be Spider-Man. Like last week, we went out hiking and he dressed as Spider-Man for the whole hike, mask and everything. We're passing people. And it's like, the kid is Spider-Man. Is it Halloween? Have we been in quarantine that long? <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. And the other uh, question, I know, I mean, a lot of our our students inside of Magic Media are purpose-driven creators. And I know they, a lot of them struggle with the whole marketing dilemma. Um, What resources, where can we send people to, um, to help them cure their awkward marketing persona inside of them? Well, I'll tell you what, actually, I do have a resource that'll teach you how to take the things you hate and turn them into your superpower. Um, And that's what I've done with our marketing is all the things that and by the way, I I have to say it's the elephant in the room. But my 
Mike, like the star of my show, who's my recurring character, he was the host of the the telesummit that I ran this November with my friend Lainey Lamar. His name is Brad. Did you know that? No. Brad? Yes. Right, I did see that. Brad the braggy bro. He's my guy. He is like he comes back again and again as like the template of the sleazy, slimy, douchey, like you know, Lambo funnel bro, right? Um, and his name is Love Brad. It. So here we are today. <laughs> uh, but that's I'm why I keep honored. calling you Bradley because I need to. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you've got an association. I've got with to Brad distinguish now. the yeah. differentiate the difference between you guys too. <laughs> but um, oh my god, sorry. Like, uh, what? What did you ask me? What? What was the question? Was there resources? Question? Oh yeah. Take things you hate about marketing, turn them into your superpower. Um, edit that out if you will, or keep it awkward the way we always go. No, yeah. we we are all about the awkward today. Let's do it. Um, so you can go to r k a i n k. That's r k a inc. dot com slash niche, and you will find my niching guide to reverse niching, taking the thing that you hate and turning it into your superpower, and creating your own awkward marketer. And there's a hilarious uh, episode of awkward marketing to accompany that. But you could also just go to awkwardmarketing dot tv, find the whole. Uh, library, if you will, of and find Brad. Go find Brad and Go tell me him. what you think about him. <laughs> yeah, tell me what you think about him, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. So that first one was rka.com slash niche. Is that right? Rkaink.com slash niche. And then and then yeah, awkwardmarketing.tv. But up Badoom boom psh. Well, I have a feeling this will not be our last conversation because there's obviously more place to go. And maybe we should do like a, a spoof Zoom webinar sometime where we could actually teach some stuff. Maybe we just don't even teach real good marketing stuff. We just teach all of the terrible things that online marketers teach and we just let it be an entertaining thing on what not to do. Here for it. All about yeah. it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm worried about you, Bradley. I, you've had those bees, you know, buzzing around you for the last 45 minutes. Or I, I feel like every time should... I get stung, I have to mute the microphone so I can. Ow! Yeah, I have welts all over my arms and my neck, and a couple around my lips. Well, we got to but... wrap this up for the good of the show because otherwise, we're going to lose the host. Oh, we don't want to do that because he still needs to edit this in post production. Edit out all my goof ups. <laughs> what you're all gonna hear is just the stuff that made the cut wait a minute i so you're editing your goof ups but not mine this not yours i don't fair. have time there's no budget for your goof ups to be <laughs> edited I'm sorry. okay i get it I yeah get it. we're still working on sponsorship money yeah um well thanks so much for coming on the show rachel this has uh been a pleasure i'm grateful for ash ambridge's people for saying you guys should meet you should be. And I don't think they sound like that there, but that's always the voice I hear in my head when I read their emails. So that was lovely of them. Sure. Yeah. I love it. Another awkward moment on this show. Another, this really, we're doing it upright. We're just going to, this is a callback. We're bringing it all back to this. This has been probably the best conversation I've ever had in my life, Bradley. So thank you for that. We've solved the universe's problems today, I think. Hooray! You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Nice doing business with y'all. Thanks for coming out and stay tuned for our next episode, which will be coming out sometime in the approximation of next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's Making Magic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review. And if you didn't, remember, treat each other how you want to be treated. I invite you to come check out our Magic Media membership at magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com. Our affordable, all-inclusive membership offers everything a purpose-driven creator could need to produce your educational content, engaging courses, and thriving online communities. The membership includes all of our premium courses, bi-monthly mastermind group coaching, and an inspiring, supportive community of fun-loving, dedicated entrepreneurs and creators to make magic on the internet with. See you there, and tune in next time.